here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hey, this is Bob Kilner from at BK Photo Page on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash BK Photo Page. And you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, this is Aaron from Pursuit of Thrills and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Jefferson Richardson from Kentucky Kingdom. You are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Dusty Sage with MiceChat.com and we're on the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both your Coaster fears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your host, Kim Dykes. Hello, everyone. This is Kim with the Coaster Challenge podcast. And today I am delighted to talk with an exclusive guest that has a very impressive record that is hard to beat. I am very excited to sit down and speak with Nick Gaskins a Kings Island enthusiast that has over three years of perfect attendance at the park. Thank you for sitting down with me and welcome to the podcast, Nick. Oh, thank you. We are so glad to have you. I've seen you at Kings Island many, many times. And while we've spoken and talked briefly, we haven't ever had a conversation that really goes beyond the surface. So let's get started by getting to know you a bit better. Please tell me a few things about yourself. So, like I said, my name's Nick Gaskins. I love Kings Island. There's other parks out there, but to me, Kings Island's my happy place. I love going there all the time. I'm close enough to the park where I visit every day, made a lot of friends there, and I couldn't think of a better way to spend an evening than going to Kings Island. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, as you know, I travel a lot of places. I go to a lot of different amusement parks, but one thing I can definitely say about Kings Island, every time we're there, it's coming back home. <laughs> we call it that really is. Yeah. <laughs> we call that our home away from home. The atmosphere, yes. the people, it's just something you don't get anyplace else. No, it's magical. It absolutely is. Now, during this first part of the interview, we're going to do what's kind of called like the the coaster time traveler. We're going to go back in time. And then the last part of the interview, we'll we'll kind of of fast forward into the here and now, and we'll talk about the present and the future. All right. Sounds great. Okay. So going back in time, what is your first coaster that you remember riding? My first coaster was at Kings Island. It was at the time, it was the Beastie. I was probably eight or nine years old and I'd never ridden a coaster before. So parents went to Kings Island and I seen what looked to be the hugest roller coaster I've ever seen in my life. I hadn't seen Beast at the time yet. So I got on the little Beastie and I absolutely loved it. And from there, it just went downhill. <laughs> exactly, downhill. <laughs> <laughs> the Beastie was my... Uh 
first coaster as well. But I didn't get to ride. I didn't get to ride a lot of coasters when I was little. My family was real big into spinning in tight circles and all this other stuff, which I still hate until this day. <laughs> but they wouldn't let me hardly get on any of the coasters because they were afraid I was going to fall out. So oh, wow. <laughs> that happened much later on for me. Yeah. So, yeah. So thinking back to those early days of coaster riding, what would you say is the one coaster that scared you the most? The one that scared me the most at the time when I was a kid was riding the beast. Just the uh, everything being built up to it, the theming of the beast. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect. I'd never ridden it before. And uh, my dad, he was like, you're going to go through the woods. It's fast. It's a lot of hills, a lot of turns. So I was scared at the time to ride it. I remember being a kid. I grew up in Maysville, Kentucky. It's about an hour and a half from Kings Island. Mm -hmm. We only went to Kings Island once a year. And I remember hearing stories about the beast. I never saw the beast. Yeah. I didn't even have the opportunity to ride the beast until some, I don't even remember when I rode the first time, somewhere well into adulthood. But I was just scared, oh, okay. wow. scared to death over this coaster yeah. <laughs> i've never even seen because of all the hype built up that's how i was <laughs> and i remember when i was an adult i don't remember how old i was but the first time i rode it i was absolutely petrified just because of all the I things was i heard <laughs> yeah then you seen the pins that said, I survived the beast. I was like, what am I getting in for here? <laughs> am I going to get out alive? Am I going to live to tell about this? Yeah. Am I going to survive? <laughs> exactly. Yes. They did an incredible job promoting that coaster. That's one thing for sure. So Yeah, they really did. So when you rode the beast the first time, how were you feeling when you approached the station? I was a kid. I was scared. I was nervous. Like you hear the stories of it and you just don't know what to expect wow. because it's back in the woods. You can't really see the track like you can other coasters. So you really have no idea what you're getting in for until you get on the ride. That is one thing that's definitely different about the beast. You really have no clue. And you can go up no, to the top don't. of the Eiffel Tower. It doesn't help. No. You can't see anything up there either. My scariest coasters, I think there were, there were two for me. One was Wizard. Fury 325 down at Carowinds, because I knew it was the world's tallest, fastest giga coaster. And, uh, yeah. you know, just going, the first year I rode it, that was back in 2019 as well. I didn't put my hands up one time. So, I mean, when really? I, oh, no. I was still very new coaster riding and um, it was when I finally went back in 2021 and we went back this year too. I'm like, finally, I'm going to ride yep. Fury the way it's meant to be written. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, but um, yeah. I could not let go. And I remember my, my daughter, the very first time she rode it, that was her first 54 inch mm -hmm. coaster, even before Diamondback. Oh, was it? She hit the mm -hmm. height requirement down there. And I remember throwing my arm across her body <laughs> on the throttle. <laughs> I didn't know 
if she was going to stay in or not. And uh, yeah. my other one was my other one was Top Thrill Dragster, and it's weird because like going on Fury, I could see that thing and I was scared. Top Thrill Dragster was so different; yeah. I, I could see it, but I was like calm as a cucumber all the way through the queue line. But then when I put my butt in the seat for the first time and realized there was no turning yeah. back, that's when all, <laughs> all hell broke loose. <laughs> yeah. My hands started shaking. My paws were sweating. I could hardly mm-hmm. breathe. I'm like, I don't know if this yeah. was a good decision or not. And it's <laughs> funny because we've come so far. My son and I, we went to, we were at uh, Six Flags Great Adventure this year, and we finally got to ride King Kaw for the first time. And oh, he wow. looked at me and he said, Mom, he said, isn't this weird that we're just sitting mm-hmm. here, cat? I mean, we're just so relaxed, just casually throwing our hands up and just riding King Kaw like it's no big deal. And just a few short <laughs> years ago, just a few short years ago, we were scared to death of everything. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I think I, I tell people I don't have a tolerance for it or something. So, it's amazing how far you can come with roller coasters. It really is, and it just has an impact that reaches across your life. You find you find yourself being, for at least for me, I found myself being a lot more confident in situations yeah. where I used to back down and step down. I can be. I'm a lot more assertive now. You know, and it's just things like that. And with my weight loss too, it's a connection I just made along the way. You know, fear, it's in your head. It's your mind telling you that something is worse than it actually is. You know, and for me, me, you know, overeating is the same thing. It's in my head. And congratulations on your weight loss, by the way. I saw the day that you're down 23 pounds. Yeah, thank you. I've still got about 17 more to go. That's awesome. But, you thank know, you. overeating too, it's it, it's in my head. And it, that's, what really, that's what really helped me was if I can keep my head together in one situation, I can keep my head together in this situation as well. You know? Yeah. So that's, it's reached just again. Roller coasters have opened so many doors for me that I never thought possible. That's oh, same here. Yeah. Any reason I keep writing. So <laughs> when you got off the beast for the first time, how were you feeling when you got off that coaster? When I got off of it, I was on the top of the world. I felt like I could conquer anything. If yeah. I can do the beast, I can ride anything. And how would you say it? We were just now talking about, you know, roller coasters reaching across different areas of your life. How would you say that it impacted your life? after riding that coaster and subsequent coasters after that? So after riding the beast, uh, I seemed to have more self-confidence. I was able to do more things and I just felt better about myself that if I could do the beast, I could do anything. And it's more like putting your mind towards what you want to do. It's just mm-hmm. small hurdles. Once you overcome smaller hurdles, you're able to come larger hurdles. And before you know it, you can take on anything that comes at you. Absolutely. And it's, been the same for my son you know we were mm-hmm. talk, we were yeah. talking about before the interview started how mm-hmm. you know bullies and that sort of thing you know just used to get in his head 
and, yeah. and and my daughter as well, you know, just kind of dictate to them, you know, this is who you are, this is who you're always mm-hmm. going to be, and that sort of thing. And yeah, when you're able to get that negativity out of your mind mm-hmm. and flip that switch, all the things that used to seem like the big stuff are suddenly little stuff they really are and um once you know once you get that confidence built up and for my kids anyway people see that they can't get in your head Mm -hmm. then life's a whole different ball game (laughs) i mean it really is yeah (laughs) high school has been a complete 180 for Mm -hmm. my son since he you know, really found himself, started to believe yeah. himself, got some confidence and, uh, you know, found some motivation to get himself in mm-hmm. shape. And he told, you know, he's, he decided, you know, not only wasn't he, he wasn't going to act like a victim anymore. He wasn't going to look like a victim, so, you know, just really yeah. took, took control of his own life. And, uh, and something he shared with me just a few months ago. He just got his first job this year. We discussed this at my last visit to Kings Island at Kentucky Kingdom. Yeah. And within a couple of months, he was promoted to lead right off. The head wow, of his whole department. Yeah. I yeah, was awesome. like, he came in and I'm like, I looked at him and I said, you went to work in an orange shirt. Why are you wearing green? He's like, oh. And this is just Jay being Jay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot to tell you. I got promoted. <laughs> promoted a lot to Lee Rydoff and one of the things you know and one of the things he told me just a few weeks ago he said mom he said it's so different for me to be in a position where people actually listen to me Uh and respect what I have to say you know and I feel like I'm important he said, I've never had that. Wow. You know, I've yeah. never had that before I got this job. And mm-hmm. it's still a surreal experience for him. And I told wow, him. Wow, that's said, amazing. Yeah, I told him, I said, you know, you're still you're the same kid you've always been. You <laughs> just got that one key ingredient, confidence. Exactly. And that's all you need is confidence. I told him, I said, once you've got that, it's like you said, you can do anything. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, so thinking back on all the coasters you've written, this could be coaster related or amusement park related. What is the craziest moment you've ever had on a coaster or in a park? Yeah, this just happened uh, just a season or two ago. I was running the racer and a person in front of us had their phone out, going down the first hill there. The phone came out of their hands and hit the person behind us. So if I would have been a little bit to the left, that phone oh, could have hit me or no. it could have done a lot of damage to somebody. And mm-hmm. luckily enough, they, they had their hand up, so it just hit their arm. But you can only imagine the damage that a phone could have done coming at you if it could have hit you in the face or, or anywhere. I just saw a story on social media recently where a girl, I think it might have been in California, a phone hit her in the face and she had to get 10 stitches. i seen that same story. And um, I'm a stickler for me when it comes to, you know, loose articles out on rides. 
Oh, I am too. I just think there Especially should be. After this. And of all the places that I've been, the one thing I see, I see inconsistent implementation of park policies and it drives me crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to call parks out, but you know, I went to, you know, I, you go to some parks like Kings Island that do a very good job yeah. of implementing the policy. Yeah. And there's no ifs, ands, maybes, or buts. If you have the phone out, this is what's going to happen. There's no reminders. No, there's no slap on the hand. End of story. You know, and there are several parks I've been to that implement it with fidelity as it should be. But then yep. there's others that just give reminders and slap on the hand. People take them out anyway. And then there was another yep. park I was at on a very substantial coaster where the policy was, if you don't have anywhere to, I actually heard them say, if you don't have anywhere to put your phone, just sit on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, are they serious? Yeah. And they actually were. They wow. didn't have ride bands. They wouldn't let you leave loose articles on the platform. Yeah. So, yeah, just sit on it, whatever you want to do with it. So, no, that's not good. No. And I think if every, I think if every park would just say what they mean and be what they say and be consistent with yeah. it, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it's all about consistency. The problem that it's become. Yeah. A couple of my crazy stories I can think back. Oh boy. One was from Kings Island back in 2020. We rode Orion, but we had to wear the mask. It was last I remember that. Yes. <laughs> it was last train of the night and it decided to start pouring uh -huh. in the rain about five or ten minutes before we got on that last train. Yeah. I had water all the way up my nose by the end of that ride from that silly mask. I couldn't yeah. see anything. <laughs> that was one of those rides that I'm not going to forget. And um, yeah. one of my funnier stories, this, this one's just funny, happened actually this year over spring break. <laughs> my executive producer, Andrew, will get a kick out of this. Let me share this one. It was when we yep. were down at Islands of Adventure and I finally okay. got to, was in line and finally get to, got to get a night ride on Hagrid's. And wow. all the way through that line, the closer we got to the station, we mm -hmm. started smelling <laughs> the smell of poop, like manure. Really? Yeah. Oh, and it got stronger and stronger. Did it? What is that? And we got to the inside part of the line queue. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like everybody in that line, everybody had their noses covered with their shirts. People were cracking up, laughing, like, who is that? What is that? And we, we finally started to figure out the closer to the people in front of us we got, the stronger the smell got. And the further really? back we got. The smell started going away. So, yeah, we figured out it wasn't just one. It was a large group of people that smelled like yeah. they had not washed <laughs> in about at least a month. 
And so wow. we all stood back praying. We did not get put on that train with those people. Yeah. And there was one poor single rider that left <laughs> <laughs> on that train. We oh, called no. that we called that train the the stink train. And that became <laughs> that became known as our shitty ride on Hagrid's. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, that was one of my funnier ones that I, I don't think I'll ever forget that experience. No, it sounds like one will stick with you. Oh, for sure. That stuck with us yeah. through the whole line, too. <laughs> I so, bet it did. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back on all of the coasters you've ridden so far, what would you say is your very favorite coaster? Right now, I would have to say Orion's my favorite coaster. Mm-hmm. What just because it's the biggest it? and tallest well it's the biggest and tallest at king's island yeah. and the that first drop is i think in my mind it's just one of the most amazing rides there you've got the yes. speed it's almost a straight down drop mm-hmm. i got my hands up i got my feet out yeah. those seconds going down that hill is the best feeling i've ever had in my life and i just love that ride it orion for me it's my favorite coaster at king's island and it is my sentimental, like my nostalgic. Oh, really? Favorite. It's my nostalgic favorite. Now, when I yeah. rank, when I rank coasters, I mean, people rank coasters on all different things. Some people include theming. Yeah. Some people will rank it based on nostalgia. I just rank coasters based on one thing: the ride experience. You know, the total yeah, that's ride all about experience. Me as ride. But for me, Orion, there's I've just it's. It's my what I call my nostalgic favorite. This just I've got so many memories on that ride yeah. with so many friends. And the drop, like you said, one Taylor Bybee from Coaster Studios made this comment, and I do agree with him on this. One BM Giga Drop feels almost identical to another BM yeah. Giga Drop. Orion's drop and Fury's drop feel almost the same. You know, yeah, now there okay. are now there are differences once you know once you experience both rides. But yeah. I'll tell you, Orion, for me, I get in that back row left edge seat. Mm-hmm. I can just sit and ride that thing all day. And I love to get on that thing first thing in the morning, those quiet morning yeah. rides. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice, peaceful, it relaxing really is. way to start the day. Yeah. And to do it at night again, you know, before we leave. Mm-hmm. I hear, you know, a lot of people, co- you know, complain about Orion and different stuff. The way I see it is, hey, it's a two hour drive from my house as opposed to a seven hour drive from my house. <laughs> I'm thrilled <laughs> I have it. And if you're not exactly, riding, that's yeah. more rides for me. I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, less competition in line to get up there. <laughs> and and one of my happiest places in the world is to stand back there in Area 72, like right at the end of the night after everybody's left and listen to the Orion, you know, the music playing. Yeah. It, with the lights and everything. It is just so mm-hmm. peaceful back there. It really is, yeah. It's one of my happiest places on earth. We're finally getting back to the park this Saturday. And I'm oh, very, yeah. okay. yes, I'm very, I'm very excited mm-hmm. to be back. I'll be there and open to close. And- we will be too. Yeah. I'm getting ready to get back into the rush. Hustle and bustle of the school year. But 
the nice thing yeah, is it, you know it. Yep, it ties me back though back around king's island so i'll be there more and there's def definitely nothing to be sad about there <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so orion is your favorite coaster what yeah. would you say is your least favorite coaster well that's kind of hard to say i really don't have a least favorite current okay. ride now past ride to be uh i forget the name of it. it's not flight of fear it's the one that was right next to it the yellow and red one that you laid on your stomach firehawk firehawk that's it yeah least favorite is firehawk mm -hmm. just the experience of that didn't like it at all for me it was a one and done kind of coaster i never got to ride firehawk because my kids i i took i used to be one of these people that would just ride coasters i was an enthusiast yeah but I, uh -huh. I really started riding coasters more. It was my senior year of high school. We went to my senior night at Kings Island and a bunch of friends got me on Vortex for the first time. And of course this was yeah. back, back in 1994 when I was senior. Vortex uh -huh. was still running really well back then. Yeah. You know? So I rode it and I really enjoyed it. So uh -huh. I wanted to start riding, I wanted to start riding coasters more and so yeah. i did that all the way up until my son was born but he was born 2005 so i really from 2005 to 2018 when he wanted to start riding again i was on a coaster hiatus i didn't really get to ride anything so i did not yeah. get to ride firehawk because by the time he decided he was ready to start riding he was still afraid to ride firehawk but i did get to ride nighthawk which is oh okay similar it's yeah. uh it's similar kind you know same manufacturer and design and everything mm -hmm. down at carowinds and i'm the same as okay. you i hated it it yeah i don't know what it was about the thing it the b&m flyers on, that you lay in your stomach on i've really enjoyed those but mm -hmm. the vacoma flying dutchman's i I don't know. Nighthawk, just when I got off of that thing, everything was spinning. Not in a good was way. <laughs> and I just felt like I got beat around. Yeah. And I, I felt like you. It was just a one and done experience. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to ride that one again. Same here. <laughs> People talk about how great Firehawk was. Part of me wishes I'd gotten to ride it, but part of me is glad that I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you weren't missing anything. <laughs> it's the same thing that Nighthawk did to me. Mm -hmm. That's a credit I'll, I'll probably, probably be glad that I missed. Yeah. So now we're going to fast forward to the current Kings mm -hmm. Island Nick. Yeah. In the coaster time traveler that we were talking about when is the first time you remember going to king's island so the first time i remember going is a, just as a young kid and okay. we just went a few times here and there with uh, how my dad worked uh, okay. he worked in the sheriff's department so we didn't get a lot of time to do things he worked evenings and weekends a lot so when we went we really enjoyed going to the park mm -hmm. so i just wanted to put that experience on my kids by getting passes to king's island and yeah. they can i go every day they're more than welcome to go every day 
they're to the point where they'll go a couple times a week, but they're not as dedicated mm-hmm. as I am going. But they actually love the experience. I'm glad I was able to instill that on them is going to the park and yeah. doing things I wasn't able to do as a kid. When did you start attending regularly and decide you were going to go every day? So my very first season that I guess decided to go every day was 2019. So believe it or not, I just got passes for the first time in 2018. And we went around 70 times that year. And we were probably just a little over five minutes to the park. And I was thinking, if we can go 70 times a year, I'm going to try to go every day. So before you knew it, I had reached my 100th visit that season. Mm-hmm. And it was right around this time that year, because I'll, I'll hit my 100th next Friday. Oh, congratulations. And, thank you. And it just became a thing just going every year, or every day, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Then the next year with COVID, I went every day. I was able to go there also. And uh, at the beginning, they had the reservation system. So you make a reservation. Then as soon as you got to the park, you make the next reservation. Yep. Yep. So I had the most reservations I could get. And didn't get as many visits that year just because I had the shorter season. Mm-hmm. But that very next year, I started going every day again. And I just, for me, I love going there. Okay. People ask me all the time, like, have you ever been to any other bigger parks? And honestly, I haven't. Okay. I'd like to. But the yeah. streak I'm on now, it's like kind of a thing. Like I, Kings Island's my thing. People know me. I walk through the gate. Yes. 15, 20 people say hi to me as I walk around the park. Mm-hmm. And I'll get the random Kings Island Nick. And I'll just wave. I don't know where <laughs> it came from, but I'm waving towards the voice I hear. Yeah. And I love going there. I'm just riding this odyssey and seeing where I'm going with it. That's incredible. I can make a connection with you too. Like when I said, when I was a kid, we went, it was literally once a year and yeah. it was just magical. I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep the night before we went, you know, I was always so excited. And yeah. when I got into the park, I didn't want to leave. And yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> it's interesting now because, you know, I only live like 15 minutes from Kentucky kingdom. But Kings mm-hmm. Island is what we call our home away from home. Yeah. And it just, it reminds me, I'm going to date myself here just a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> of that old show, Cheers. Sometimes you want to go where everybody yeah. knows your name. Because exactly. I, I can walk in and, you know, just really not even tell anybody that we're going sometimes. And mm-hmm. I'm always going to find people that I know people are going to find me and it's just it's like a homecoming it's family it is I see the same faces every weekend and ride rides with the same group of people and I've never met a stranger there I'm friends with everybody I meet I just love going over the experience and the people Mm -hmm. and the camaraderie with a fellow enthusiast yeah. It's something like you just can't get anywhere else. And it's the people, the employees. I mean, I travel around a lot. Yes, there are there are parks with bigger and better coasters and all, you yeah. know, this, that, and the other, and attractions. But you're not going to find a better community. No, you're not. Any park on the planet. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps me personally, you know, wanting to go back. Yeah. As much as much as I can, and I really I miss it when I'm not there mm-hmm. as much. Right, yeah. 
So what, what has inspired you, one, to keep visiting Kings Island, and two, to actually count your visits? So what's really inspired me to keep visiting is just going there every day. It's, it's a way to get away from the stress at work and it, in life and everything else. I go through there, I park the car, I walk through the gate, and immediately whatever issues I had that day at work or whatever just seemed to disappear. It, like I said, it's my happy place. I go in. I, where else can you ride coasters 20 minutes from my house like this and hang out with a great group of people on a daily basis? You just can't get that anywhere else besides Kings Island for me. And when did you decide to start counting your visits? When did that become a thing? Well, for me, like I downloaded the app and it showed like the visits on the app. And also when you scan through the, the gate, it'll mm -hmm. tell you how many visits you are. So I was like, is that right? So I went back, counted the calendar and I figured up like, I'll hit 50 visits on this day uh, and I'll hit a hundred on this day. Yeah. So just by keeping count and taking my daily picture by the calendar, yes. it's like, before I know it, it's like the season's like flying through and hitting mm -hmm. 50, 75, hundred visits. Yeah. And I'm on track to go every day again this year. It's just something I really enjoy doing. I, I get it. When I, I do it more with my favorite coasters, like yeah. when I travel to different parks, but if I'm revisiting a park, like, you know, this year, I went to Carowinds just for the Fury Marathon. Yeah. When I went back to Kings, Kings Dominion, it was just for how many rides can I get on Intimidator 305 and Twisted Timbers? I was upset yeah. because the last time I went to Kings, Kings Dominion, Twisted Timbers only opened the last hour and I got one ride on it and I had to leave. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't even remember the ride. And, you know, when I go yeah. to new, when I go to new parks, you know, we try to time it out when, cause I don't do, I've got, you know, two kids. I don't do yeah. fast lane. I try to become a teacher. I'm off through the summer. So yeah. we try to hit, I've discovered if you hit the parks through the week, when it's about a hundred degrees, nobody's there. Nobody's <laughs> they're, there. <laughs> they're all in the water park or somewhere else, but yeah. they're not on those coasters. Yeah, like nobody wants to ride that meat like that. Except and, for us. Um, except, yeah, yeah. So that's when that's when we show up. So you mm -hmm. know, we make it a we make it a, just a fun thing. Of, yeah. You know how many? You know we get all the coaster credits in the park, but then you know the really good ones. How yeah. many rides can we get? And like mm -hmm. when we we got when we went to Carowinds last year, we got twenty five rides on Fury. So this oh, wow. year, this year we went back, and it's like okay. We have to pass 25. <laughs> we got 35. We got 35 this time. We yeah. went and did a few other things. So we decided the next time we go back, we're just going to stay there all day and see if, we yeah. can do 50, see if we can do 50. I don't know. You know, it's just a fun. Yeah. It's a fun yeah, game out of it, but we derive a great deal of joy. My son and I do. Yeah. How many rides we can get that day while we're there. And for me, for me too, I need to ride it enough to remember the ride. Yeah. Ride it once or twice, especially if it's something really good. It's not yeah. going to stick in my brain. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to remember. And, then, and that reminds me of just maybe three weeks ago. So my son's 10 years old. His favorite ride is the Adventure Express. Okay. So he wanted to ride it as many times as he could in one day. So I downloaded a, a tracker app. And before we knew it, 
we hit 60 rides on Adventure Express wow. on a Sunday. <laughs> we started around 10.45 in the morning and got done close to 7. We took plenty of breaks, uh -huh. had meals, got drinks. But yeah. we hit 60 rides on Adventure Express in one day. I bet he thinks you're just the coolest dad in the world. <laughs> That's awesome. He was so happy. <laughs> And you know, some people say complain about Adventure Express and say it's rough. I love that thing. Yeah, do too. I thought it'd be sore the next day, but maybe uh -huh. I rode it so many times, I just got numb to it. I didn't feel anything at all the next day. You've become immune to the forces. <laughs> I have. I became one with the ride. <laughs> yes. You know that actually. Is, I think that actually is a real thing because I look back over you know when I became an enthusiast and everything. Than the way I used to respond to the rides and the way yeah. I am now. And it's just, it's quite shocking, almost unbelievable. I remember yeah. the first time I rode Drop Tower, Kings Island. Uh -huh. This is one example that always comes to mind. Yeah. First time I rode it, the only other thing I'd ever been on was Vortex. Uh -huh. I wasn't used to you know, strong forces really much at all. And I just thought yeah. it would be a great idea to hop on Drop Tower. That was back, I was probably around 24, 25 years old. Yeah. I literally walked sideways off that thing and had to go sit down for 30 minutes. Oh, <laughs> After I wrote it, it was awful. And I yeah. swore off to a Drop Tower and said I would never get on it again. Yeah. And it was... Um, Actually, it was it's so strange to think this has happened. Everything's happened so relatively recently. It was yeah. early last year in 2021. I told my son, I said, today's the day. I'm getting my yeah. vengeance on Drop Tower. I can ride. It was after we'd had our rides on top of the drag journal. I'm like, daggone it. If I can ride a Stratocoaster with my hands up and have fun, I can ride a Drop Tower. You sure can. <laughs> so, I'm getting back on this thing. And yeah. I wrote it until I did the same thing on it, you know, that I did on um, roller coasters. I wrote it until I could let go. So I could just yeah. let all that anxiety go. We drop what's uh -huh. called zombie style, hands out and feet out. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. And that was a coaster kids thing. My son uh -huh. got me started doing, you know, and then just a year later, like this year, Go back over spring break. We were at the top of Falcon's Fury, dropping at Where a ninety, you? dropping at a ninety degree angle, facing the yeah. ground. And I mean, everybody else up there screaming their head off. And my son and I look at each other, and he's like, "You know, feels like we should be. I should be scared, but I'm not." I said, "Neither wow. am I." And we just dropped like yeah. Superman. And wow. then we went to Six Flags Great Adventure and got on Zoom and Jaro. The world's yeah. tallest drop tower right under King Dakar. Yeah. And just, it was just like a walk in the park. Wow. Just no fear, nothing. Just joy and happy, you know, relaxation yeah. and happiness. You really do become acclimated, I think. You do, yeah. <laughs> in the rise. And once you can let, once you let that fear go. It's just people find it odd that this is what I find relaxation in yeah. doing. And, you know, I'm getting ready to start my 24th year of teaching, but that's, that's what it does for me. 
It gets me ready to come wow. back to work, you know, rejuvenated. Yeah. I feel good. And if I've, I have a hard week at work, I'm like, okay, I'm going to Kings Island. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to Kings Island. Yeah. Not the, you know, sometimes to me too, that can be the light at the end of the tunnel. Find that, you know, I've got a hectic schedule. I've got a lot going on. Different things occur yeah. when I know I've got meetups with friends or, you know, different things occurring. Oh, yeah. Going to go to Kings Island. It's just all those worries go away. So looking back on the past three to four years, almost four years, a perfect attendance at Kings Island. How would you say visiting Kings Island every operating day has impacted your life? I would say it's really impacted my life for the better. Like I said, I can have a stressful day at work, stressful day anywhere. When I walk into the park, my worries and everything for the day just seem to disappear. So for me, it's more of like a therapeutic place to go into, forget about everything, have yeah. fun. So it's really impacted my life for the better. It helps me a lot in, you know, in my job as well. The school I teach in has a very, I mean, it's inner city level. Yeah. And the kids in my school, a lot of them have experienced a very high degree of trauma. Mm-hmm. And depending on the day and the direction the wind's blowing, you don't always know what behaviors are going to manifest as a result of that trauma. And it's not the kids, quote unquote, being bad or anything like that. Oh, yeah, of course. It's a response to everything under the sun that is happening in their lives that's completely out of control, you know, that's happening outside of that classroom. And I have got, I've learned, I have got to be the calm in the storm. Yeah. I have, you know, I have to be calm. You know, I have to be firm. I've got to say what I mean and mean what I say. But at the same time, I have to be able to bring them out of that and, you know, maintain a relationship with that student and be able to educate the child and not just add fuel to the fire. And roller coasters have helped me tremendously (laughs) with that. I've actually had kids ask me, and this is one of the things that really humbled me, you know, elementary school kids, they'll do a lot of things, but those kids tell the truth. They are not going to tell, they are not going to tell you a lie. They will tell you how it is when they're telling you what they think about you. They don't mince words. And one of the things that just blew me away was I had a kid last year look at me and said, Ms. Dykes, how do you stay so calm when things don't go right? You know, and sometimes kids just, you know, can get really out of control how do you stay so calm and help them? Because I want to learn to be like you. Yeah. And this was a kid with major anger issues. Mm-hmm. And when a child said that to me, you know, that just literally about sat me down <laughs> right, <laughs> right then and there. Oh, I bet. I said, you know, you're, you're able to stay calm and you're able, you're able to help people. And I want to learn to do that too. How do you do it? 
course, my answer should be roller coasters. (laughs) That's part of it. But, you know, we had to sit, we had to sit down. We sat down and had a talk, you know, just about set, you know, steps to start taking towards self-control. Because I used to be one of those too. I grew up in a house. My mother, she was mentally ill. She was, she had bipolar disorder and she was unmedicated for many years. Of course, it was a small town. Nobody really knew what it was. No one knew how to treat it. And she did. She finally got, found the correct treatment and lived, you know, most of her life very well. But she would, when she was not medicated, she would snap at anything. I mean, just very easily triggered, had a very bad temper. And, you know, as an adult, I found myself for a few years in young adulthood mimicking, you know, what I was raised to do, you know, just snapping at at the drop of a hat. And um, I'm very grateful that I've been blessed to teach where I teach because in addition to roller coasters, my school has taught me step by step how to undo all of that, you know, triggered wiring in my brain. Yeah. It's taken many years, you know, work and progress to undo. But um, I found that going through, you know, what my work has taught me to do, in addition to taking care of myself, which is, has to be a priority you know, and keeping my stress level under control, it's turned me into a totally different person, you know, across the board. It's, it's next to impossible to get me, you know, I'll be, I may be upset about something, but there's a difference between that and flying off the handle. It's very, very difficult to get me Oh, nearly impossible to get me to that point anymore so that's something i'm pretty proud of accomplishing accomplishing because it's called breaking the cycle and that's something that yeah. i really wanted to commit myself to doing for my own kids you know yeah is doing better for my own <laughs> than you know and learn you know learning from the mistakes that you've seen made and just do better all right. So when you visit Kings Island, what was what is on your must do list at every visit? So every visit, I mean, I started this maybe two years ago, is I'll go to the calendar right over there on the other side of the Emporium near the Eiffel Tower, and I'll take a selfie with the date in the background. So and I po- I immediately post it on Facebook. People see it. I look for them every day. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing. That's what I'm known for is the date on the calendar of my picture right there. Okay. So that's, that's and kind Nevada, of the mark of the community. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I have noticed, like after Labor Day, you go in there the first day of haunt until the last day of haunt, it says October 31st. And you go in for Winterfest, day after Thanksgiving, Winterfest opens until mm-hmm. New Year's Eve, it'll say December 25th. And I still take my picture in front of that same date every day. <laughs> I've got different clothes on, so people know it's a different day. But uh-huh. I still do it. It's just a habit. That's one of the things I just love doing there. That's, that's kind of been my thing on my 
coaster trips, my son gets annoyed with me because I need a picture in front of every credit. Yeah. Like, Why are we taking a picture in front of this wild mouse, mom? That is a credit. If there's no proof, exactly. there's no proof it didn't happen. And there yeah. are there are people. I've got this little, I've got this small but loyal following. People yeah. that watch these posts. <laughs> I do too. Follow <laughs> where I'm going and what I'm doing. And yeah. um, it's fun for them. It's fun. It, it's fun for me. And that's, that's all it was, you know. If there's no proof, it didn't happen. Where's your proof? There it is. <laughs> that's right. And if it gets late, I don't post my picture. People message me like, did you make it today? What happened? Are you not able to go? And oh, I was like, wow. Oh, I forgot to hit the picture. So I'll post it on Facebook. <laughs> you're like, I see it, Nick. You're there. <laughs> so they're holding you accountable. They are. There's a small group of people that actually check my dates every day to make sure I'm still on my program attendance. Well, that's awesome. And they're, they're checking up yeah. on you. They're making sure you're okay. Exactly. And, yeah. And you're not the first person I've talked to from the Kings Island community that has said the exact same thing. There are, yeah. other, there are other people that enjoy going to the park because mm-hmm. people want to know where they are if they're not there. Yeah. That's they're, right. You know, they're missed. Yeah. If they're not there and you know, that's another one of those unique Kings Island things that I've yet to experience mm-hmm. at any other park. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the topic of advice. This can be advice really for anything. I mean, it can be regarding amusement parks, overcoming fear, or just life advice in general. What advice can you give to those that are listening? So my best advice for you is just follow your dreams. No matter how big or small it may be, just never give up on what you're after. Just for example, 35 years old, and uh, I was talking to my daughter, like, what do you want to do when you get older? You want to go to college and stuff? She's like, why should I? You didn't. So that really stuck to me. That was in November. That January, I was enrolled in college at 35 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm 43 now. I'm still enrolled. So right now, I've got two degrees. I've got a degree in psychology. I have a degree in history. And I'm working on my degree in sociology right now, which has well, motivated my daughter to wow. go to college also she's a senior in high school mm-hmm. this this year and she's doing the college credit plus program with a sinclair college in dayton ohio so she will actually have her associates in psychology before she gets her high school diploma by about two weeks and for me to be able to motivate her to go to college that's my the biggest thing that i'm really happy for is just following my dreams and show my kids that no matter what you want things are possible to do that is absolutely incredible to act to hear because I saw a picture of you. It seems to me like it was relatively recently where you had graduated yeah. and received a degree. Yeah, that was just this past May. I received my second degree, which is in history. Well, congratulations on that. Now, are these are these degrees you're getting just because these are areas that you're interested in or are you planning on using them in the future? Well, I really don't have a way to use them in the future with my, my job path right now. Mm-hmm. So these are just things I just want to do for myself. Okay. And, you know, that is one thing I've 
definitely figured out about life is every day is an opportunity to get better. And, yeah, it is. And in my job, you know, entering number, you're number 24 of teaching. Quite honestly, yeah. a lot of teachers, long before they're at the point where I'm at, start to burn out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, I refer to them as miserable old bats. I mean, really, they scream yeah. and yell all the time. They make, they're miserable. They make everybody miserable mm-hmm. around them. And it's like, yeah, why, that's are like you, it for anybody. why are you here? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine living life like that. So I couldn't either. I told pe- people keep asking me like, when are you going to retire? I'm 46 mm-hmm. years old. I'll be 47 in November. And, you know, yeah. I'm starting my 24th year. I could technically retire my 27th year, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to be, I'm not going to be ready because, you know, my kids yeah. are not, you know, they're going to need to be independent adults. I need, I want to be able to assist them, you know, any, you know, if they need help, I want to be able yeah. to do that, you know, before I just cut <laughs> the apron strings loose. And, um, but the way I see it is, you know, I, I'm not going to last if I'm not learning and getting better, you know, and improving, it's something yeah. all, all the time. Because if you settle, if you settle for where you're at, and I mean this can be with knowledge. It, for me, it's become a thing with physical fitness too. You know, yeah. I, I had people tell me through, along my weight loss journey, you know, the body doesn't go back to the way it used to be. I'm like, well, I'm about to find out. <laughs> We're going to see how far this goes. Yeah, and um, you know, I'm able to do things now that I couldn't do 20 years ago. I can go all over amusement parks from open to close marathon yeah. rides 30,000 plus steps a day wake up the next day and I'm ready to do it again you know my body doesn't hurt I'm not sore you know anything like yeah. that I can go for a week yeah. a week or more at a time and it's just mm-hmm. constantly with the brain and for me with the brain and the body trying to improve and, you know yeah. not settling for mediocrity not settling for what's good enough today because otherwise i feel like my brain and my body will you know shrivel up yeah and then you know the body stops working the brain starts working and then it's all kind of downhill from there life's not any good that's right all right so for our last question we're just going to talk about social media where can people find you on social media if they would like to learn more about Kings Island Nick or just reach out and contact you? Oh, so on Facebook, just under Nick Gaskins. I've Instagram, Kings Island Nick. And I've got a YouTube channel, which I haven't started yet, but I've got the name Kings Island Nick. So I'm hoping to get some videos posted soon. I've just kind of taken on the name Kings Island Nick and my car, personalized place, K.I. Nick. So when I get to the park, they see my car. It's like, Nick's here. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, my car has actually become quite recognizable. I think you saw it on Facebook where I just got it fixed. I was on yeah, cloud yeah. nine. I was on cloud uh-huh. nine that they could repair my car. <laughs> That's <laughs> because really I spent good. so much time uh-huh. thinking that car what it is. And 
yeah. when I pull up at Kings Island or even in places that I haven't been before, you know, people yeah. approach me about the car. Yeah. <laughs> and they want to know, and I've actually made friends at Kings Island too with, yeah. with that car because mm-hmm. it, it's a recognizable thing. So, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy when they were able to bring, bring it back to life for me. I didn't want to get I'm happy one. for you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that's going to conclude our interview. I want to thank you okay. for taking the time to sit down and talk with me today. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I really feel honored you reached out to me. I've had a great time and thank you. Absolutely. The pleasure was all mine. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.